Islam is a religion that teaches to be fair even with the one you dislike or with your enemy. So if you dislike someone or if a person is at war with you, you need to ensure that you follow what the Quran says, that your dislike, your hate, for example, the war that is going on, for example, should not lead you to be unjust or unfair with that particular person or with those people. At times, humankind is such that they forget they need to stand firm for justice. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is going to hold us accountable for our deeds, for whatever we say. And at the same time, do not let your emotions overtake you. Do not let your inner feelings overtake you. Learn to be fair and balanced all the time. Yes, if someone is wrong, they are wrong. They are wrong on that particular point, but they might be right on another two, three, four, five, or 20 or more points. So sometimes we as humankind need a reminder. And this is why the Quran has in it verses that remind us to be just and fair. Allah says in the Quran, وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا اِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ Don't let your dislike, شَنَآن, meaning your hatred or your dislike, for a people lead you to be unjust towards them be just it is nearer to righteousness notice Allah does not say it is righteousness because righteousness is so many things put together our struggle is to be righteous to develop piety and taqwa throughout our lives one of the things is be fair be just don't transgress Allah says be fair and just it is closer to righteousness. And be conscious of Allah. You are going to go back to Allah. You are going to answer Allah. Inna Allah khabirun bima ta'malun. Allah knows what you are doing. Ibrahim alayhi salam got to a point where whatever he asked Allah, he was given. Whatever he asked Allah, he was given. He says, oh Allah, this place of Mecca, and there was no one there. He says, make it such that everyone wants to come there. Don't we all want to go there? Subhanallah, dua of Ibrahim. Why? He developed a relationship with Allah. Oh Allah, I ask you to bless my offspring, to keep the deen and the prophethood in my offspring. Every prophet mentioned after him in the Quran is from his family. Nowhere else. You name them, all of them after that from his family. Why? Allah loved him too much. Subhanallah. He obeyed Allah's instruction. But Allah didn't give him, like I told you, technology that we have today. We have a lot. All that we have should actually make it easy for us to get closer to Allah. We have the cars. We don't come to the masjid. We have the internet. We don't search the rules and regulations of the deen. Do we? If we don't, we can do better. We use it to harm ourselves. People are into bad habits, gaming, pornography, etc., etc. That's what people are into. But that was a gift of Allah. If you were to throw that phone away, some of you might be thinking, well, you can give it to me if you want to throw it away. 
But if you were to throw the phone away, wallahi, you'd probably be in a better position in your relationship with Allah than you are right now. Subhanallah. Be disciplined. My brothers and sisters, it's all about discipline. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our doors. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us goodness. That was the point I, I wanted to raise today to show you we have much more materially, materialistically than those who were loved by Allah. But what did they have? They had something priceless that was the relationship with Allah, which we are lacking in. So we need to, we need to inshallah, draw the balance inshallah. We need to develop the balance by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Life is beautiful, but it comes with challenges. Everyone has been promised that you know what? You're going to be tested. You have come here to be tested. People say, how do you know we've come here to be tested? Simple answer. You are being tested. That's why things are not happening your way. They will never happen your way because the questions of the examination are never ever determined by you. They are determined by someone else. It proves that it's an exam. The mere fact that you were born in a place and to a family you never chose is already evidence that you are in an exam. Subhanallah. Examination. If this wasn't an examination, I would have to choose where I want to be born. Subhanallah. Whether I was born at a place which had an accent that sounded exquisite or elsewhere. Subhanallah. That would have been not a test because I chose. When you don't have a choice, it is a test from Allah. Allah tests you and chooses the questions. May Allah he comes to his father and he wants to address this father of his. But he looks at his father and he decides he wants to address him in the most beautiful way. He disagrees with him very strongly. He doesn't swear, he doesn't yell, he doesn't scream, he doesn't abuse, no disrespect, nothing of that nature. But he wants to talk to his father. So he decides, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to be straight to the point. He says, Ya Abati, oh my dear father. Look at the beautiful language that he is using. He says, oh my dear father. Wow. Imagine addressing a father who has threatened you, he has warned you, he has tried to harm you as a result of you not wanting to worship what he's worshipping. And that would happen. Many times people suffer persecution as a result of them turning away from the religion of their forefathers or their families. If the family is not happy, they would definitely make life difficult for such a person. But take it in your stride. It's a price worth paying. Indeed it's worth paying. You lose a few people, but you don't lose the Almighty who made you. So to worship Allah alone is something that is priceless. It is something we can never substitute with anything. We will not sell it. We will not compromise it. We worship Allah and Allah alone. We connect with Allah, the maker, the giver of absolutely everything. The one who sent us this revelation that we are speaking about. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, Allah Almighty says, إِذْ قَالَ لِأَبِيهِ يَا أَبَتِي لِمَ تَعْبُدُوا Oh my father, why are you worshipping that which cannot hear you, cannot see you, and cannot help you, cannot avail you in any way? It can't do a thing for you. And here you are worshipping it. You are rendering yourself, your acts of worship for this thing you made you with your own hands. 
So Allah Almighty speaks of this. But the point here is the respect with which he addresses his father. The Quran also explains how he hatched a plan to explain to his father physically through experiment that these things cannot help. He decided to break these idols and at the same time when they came back and told him who did this and they knew deep down that this was Ibrahim. He said, well, ask them if only they can speak. And they knew that these stones cannot speak. So his question to them was, well, why are you worshipping them? Have you noticed he didn't scream, he didn't yell, he didn't swear, but he was right, totally correct. He engaged them. He wanted to convince them. He prayed for them. He tried hard with them. He prayed for them to the degree that he was so compassionate. Allah Almighty reminded him to say, hang on, your prayers can only go to a certain point. May Allah Almighty bless all of us and our fathers and grant us good guidance all the time. So that's a lesson that I feel is extremely important. We will never be able to achieve goodness and come out of the difficulty and hardship by using harsh words. Every prophet, every single prophet has been speaking to his people who were against him with such good words, with so much of respect. There was never disrespect there.